All right. Howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is the host of the Huda Thunker podcast, Zeb, <clears throat> coming to you with episode 88, the James Webb Space Telescope. Before we get into the telescope itself, going to do the recommendation segment. And this week, I want to talk about a pretty cool show that I literally just got done watching. I haven't finished it yet, uh, but I think I'm on like episode eight or something. I've been binging it. Netflix has a new series out called Super Crooks. That's like, you know, the like punks or crooks criminals it is based on the popular graphic novel of the same name written by legendary scottish comic writer mark miller and illustrated by a filipino artist i've never heard of and probably will mess up their name sorry Neil francis Yu. the story follows a band of superpowered people who chose to use their powers for heists instead of being heroes so they're the bad guys um they try to steal jewels and superpowered artifacts while battling the union of justice which is basically the knockoff justice league the story is definitely meant for adults not kids as there's plenty of gore substance abuse sexual content and cursing it's out on netflix so check that out now i i'm loving it i think the animation is great and it's really like sleek um very simple line usage uh, but still really awesome so um, that Filipino artist that must like his stuff. Mark Miller, I've always liked Mark Miller's stuff, and I love comic books that follow the bad guys instead of the good guys. Things are just more exciting when you follow the bad guys. All right, now for the main event of this week's episode. As you're about to find out, I'm a total freaking nerd for astronomical discoveries. Space exploration really tickles all of my fancies. Learning about what is out there in the final frontier of space it just matters. The older and more mature I become, I find out a lot of what I thought mattered as a child doesn't hold much meaning. But when it comes to exploration, that I think is a major part of what makes us human. We are explorers. That's why this week's topic really makes my eyes twinkle with wonder. It is time for humanity to dredge up a few more of the universe's secrets and put them on display for the world to see. Now, the James Webb Telescope, sometimes called the JWST or Webb, is a space telescope being jointly developed by NASA, the European Space Agency, and the Canadian Space Agency. It is planned to succeed this Hubble Space Telescope as NASA's flagship astrophysics mission. The telescope will be a large infrared tele uh, telescope with a 6.5 meter primary mirror. The telescope will be launched in on an Ariane 5 rocket from French Guiana in South America in 2021. The current launch date is set to be December 22nd of 2021, but as you will see, uh, soon see, the date is not set in stone it, it's changed quite a bit the webb telescope will be the premier observatory of the next decade serving thousands of astronomers worldwide it will study every phase in the history of our universe ranging from the first luminous glows after the big bang to the formation of solar systems capable of supporting life on planets like earth to the evolution of our own solar system the webb telescope formerly known as the next generation uh, space telescope or the ngst which to me sounds like a nerdy star trek reference like star trek the next generation it was named renamed in september of 2002 after a former nasa administrator james webb he's a pretty cool cool guy i chose not to go into him but you could look him up he's got quite the track record with nasa NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, is managing the development effort, and the main industrial partner is Northrop Grumman. The Space Telescope Science Institute will 
operate web after launch. Several innovative technologies have been developed for the for web. Uh, these include a primary mirror made of 18 separate segments that unfold and adjust to shape after launch. The mirrors are made of ultra lightweight beryllium, which is a really cool element. Web's biggest feature is a tennis court size five layer sun shield that attenuates heat from the sun more than a million times, so it blocks out the sun quite well.、Um, the telescopes. Four instruments, cameras, and spectrometers have detectors that are able to record extremely faint signals. One instrument, the NIR Spec,、um, has programmable micro shutters,、uh, which enable observation up to 100 objects simultaneously. It's like a hundred different eyes on this thing. Webb also has a cryo cooler for cooling the mid infrared detectors of another instrument, the MIRI or MIRI, to a very cold seven kelvins. Kelvins, not Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Kelvins is the universal science,、um, the science community. That's what they use for temperature kelvins, and seven kelvins translates to negative four hundred and forty-seven degrees Fahrenheit.、Uh, so it can work. That's right. The optimal operating temperature of these mid infrared Detector infrared detectors is negative four hundred and forty-seven degrees. That's cold.、Uh, makes sense because it's infrared, and that's what they're trying to detect. But trying to detect heat, so that has to be really cold where it's operating. The cost of this bad boy, at least by two thousand sixteen, was ten billion dollars. It's probably gone up since then. Why so pricey? Well, Webb stewards believed the telescope could do more than originally envisioned, so they expanded its parameters over time. As the years passed and the scope of the mission swelled, so At the cost. Another reason is that most of the telescope is gold-plated mirrors and scientific instruments. So,、um, if you Google a quick image of the telescope, you'll be sure to see all the pretty gold plating on this thing. So, gold is expensive. They've had to change it over time. That's it. it, it the, the cost just kept ballooning. The massive telescope weighs fourteen thousand pounds. It's huge, according to Arizona.edu. The photos do not do the size justice. This. Like I, they say, it's the size of a tennis court. It's a, it's immense, and it's going to look really cool in space. The pictures, the concept they have for when it's going to be out in, in orbit, look really cool. Uh, there have been some major development issues with this bad boy, though. NASA's latest big astronomy mission has been in the works for about 25 years. When the concept was first proposed in 1996 as a successor to the famed Hubble Space Telescope, scientists estimated it would cost just 500 million, a cool 500 million, and fly by 2007. It would be they thought it'd be up there by 07, but. We know it didn't go down that way. As of 2021, still hasn't launched. As scientists worked on the telescope's design, the world around them began to change. Astronomers were making exhilarating discoveries about the cosmos, and engineers were inventing the technology needed to study them. To give you a better idea of just how much our understanding of the universe has changed since this project started. It was just back in 1992. Astronomers didn't even know for sure that there were planets outside our solar system until 92. Think about that. It seems like that discovery is like old news. Obviously, there's planets outside our solar system,、uh, but that's just 30 years ago that they found that out.、Um, just about my age that they found out there's planets other than the ones we all know, like Saturn, Jupiter, all those good stuff. And、then in 1998, astronomers discovered the expansion of the universe is accelerating. Something I also thought we've known for a really long time, but they just found that out in 1998. The Hubble Space Telescope detected the presence of sodium in the atmosphere of the exoplanet HD 209458b.、Um, that was the first atmosphere of an exoplanet detected. So 
we didn't even know the planet other planets had atmospheres we just thought they were just rocks out there floating with nothing no atmosphere around them in 2002 mars odyssey mission detects presence of water on mars this is one of my favorite discoveries as water is a main ingredient for life and we found evidence of it on another planet how cool that was in 2002 in 2003 the wmap or wmap mission confirms existence of dark matter and dark energy Still don't know what the heck it is, but we, we know it exists. In 2006, the IAU introduces new definition of planet, and that's when we lost Pluto as a major planet, and it got downgraded to a dwarf planet. And that made a lot of people angry, but it's, I don't know why. It's just, it's just a definition. In 2016, gravitational waves from colliding black holes, the Laser Inter... Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, or LIGO, as most people call it, in the United States with the Virgo Observatory in Europe announced the measurement of gravitational waves from colliding black holes. This was direct confirmation of an important prediction from Einstein's general theory of relativity with gravitational disturbances send out ripples in space-time. So that was cool. And then in 2019, the historic image of a supermassive black hole was captured by the Event Horizon Telescope and released on April of 2019. The image does not actually show a black hole, which are known for sucking up light, but rather its shadow, a glowy orange ring of ultra-hot gas around it. So, with all those new discoveries, the people behind the web project, the web telescope project, had to keep changing what it was they wanted to observe. They didn't want their expensive telescope to become obsolete just months after launch. So they kept changing gears, um, you know, changing gears on what they were going to look for, so they could get the most out of the James Webb Telescope launch. So it's been pricey, it's been delayed many times, but growing pains weren't the only reason for developmental issues. Back in 2018, the Webb Telescope Project announced that instead of being launched that year, it would probably take until spring of 2021, which they didn't make that deadline either, as we're, you know, we're coming into winter of 2021. With this delay, the cost grew again. The new total meant that Webb had breached a cap set by Congress in 2011 when lawmakers had begun to worry in earnest about the mission's ballooning cost. Back in 2018, if Webb wanted to leave Earth, it needed Congress to approve an extra $800 million for the mission. And while I don't typically approve of how things are funded via tax dollars, I am almost always pro-space exploration. Take my tax money for space exploration, as long as you're using it the right way. I think we humans will never know all the secrets of the universe, but striving to do just that, that might be one of our greatest purposes. Of course, they did get the money. Uh, they got that money pretty easy. The stingiest, even the stingiest of politicians realizes that once you've sunk $8 billion into a project, you can't just pull, simply pull the plug and be like, oh, no, make that money go somewhere else. No, you've already wasted $8 billion. So you might as well see it to completion. Might as well go all in. Now, what is the thing made of? Why is it so expensive? You know, what's what's it going to do? Piggybacking off of a hard work of a paid journalist named Jerry Miller from treehugger.com who interviewed an important figure of Webb's construction. I stole a few quotes. Okay, maybe a little bit more than a few quotes. So go to treehugger.com, Jerry Miller's. Um, they talk about the James Webb Telescope. Um, reason why I do this is because I'm not a paid journalist. <laughs> I have no credentials. I can't just interview people. So I've got to read other people's interviews. Anyway, here's his quotes here. To go to the earliest galaxies, we needed a bigger mirror. And that bigger mirror had to look 
at a bigger frequency of light, says astrophysicist Blake Bullock, who is a director at Northrop Grumman Aerospace Systems, the contractor on the project. I said they're they're the biggest uh they're the biggest, one of the biggest backers of the project and making it. It also had to be kept cold, minus 400 degrees Fahrenheit, so it has a sun shield the size of a tennis court that acts as a giant beach umbrella. She adds, it's like SPF 1 million blocking the sun's light. It's the biggest, most powerful telescope ever to be put in space. There are big telescopes on the ground, but nothing of this nature and complexity in space. Hands down, it's the most powerful thing out there, Bullock says. Hubble, when pushed to its maximum, could see galaxies that were teenagers in terms of age. We want to see babies. With the web, uh, we will be able to see back in time to the earliest objects in the universe for the first time. Also, for the first time, we'll be able to characterize other planets going around other stars, distant exoplanets, and see if there are oceans and atmosphere, what chemical elements are there. It has the potential to fundamentally rewrite our textbooks because of how dramatically it will increase our view of the cosmos. We will be able to get a much better grasp of the universe we live in. Technology-wise, we are already seeing the implications. The technology we invented is being used by eye surgeons. So there are tangible benefits. We're also learning things on the computer level. We've made huge advances in understanding deployables. How we take this giant sun shield the size of a tennis court and just fold it up. So that was Blake Bullock, the director of... uh, Let's read her title... Blake Bullock, Civil Air and Space Director of Northrop Grumman Aerospace Systems. And I expected Blake Bullock to be this scruffy, you know, old aerospace person. She's this smoking hot babe. So I was really surprised to see that. But yeah, she looks like a kick-ass professional. And based off all those quotes, I like where her head's at. She's using this technology that they've come up with. Um, and they're they're implementing in other things in eye surgery, using the IT implications for it and everything. So she's awesome. And she wants to... The, what she's been working on for this project she's trying to turn it into what we can do and change how we see the cosmos you know rewrite the textbooks which is awesome the web telescope is the successor to hubble and it's 100 times more powerful i read that in a couple of different articles i was reading now here's let me just reread what blake said here it has the potential to fundamentally rewrite our textbooks because of how dramatically it will increase our view of the cosmos That is the most exciting part of this entire project that I was looking into. It is one of the most vague claims by the web project team, but they sure as shit can back it up. Just to give you a bigger picture of how web is going to rock the world's astronomical minds, let me take a step back and explain just how monumental Hubble was, you know, the, the predecessor, the, what came before web, what's what we're still using now. This is straight from NASA. When Hubble's mission in April of 1990, uh, when Hubble's mission was launched in April of 1990, it was meant to spend at least 15 years probing the farthest and faintest reaches of the cosmos. Hubble has far exceeded this goal, operating and observing the universe for 30 over 30 years. During its time in orbit, the telescope has taken more than 100 and a, or 1.5 million observations, and astronomers have used that data to publish more than 18,000 peer-reviewed scientific publications on a broad range of topics. With any piece of machinery that's 30 years old, comes some aging parts, no more servicing missions are scheduled to repair or replace equipment on Hubble. However, a dedicated team of engineers and scientists 
are continuously working to keep Hubble operating for as long as possible. While nearly impossible to provide a comprehensive list of all the scientific contributions Hubble has made so far during its career, the telescope's observations have contributed to the understanding of the development and growth of galaxies, the presence of black holes in most galaxies, the birth of stars, and the atmospheric composition of planets outside our solar system. Hubble's explorations have fundamentally changed our perception of the universe and will continue to reveal new insights for many more years now let me say it again all that just is what i said is what hubble has contributed to our understanding of the universe now let me say this again the webb telescope is the successor to hubble and it's 100 times more powerful all those things that hubble discovered now we're launching something that will be able to observe things a hundred times more powerfully and just what that what comes with that is so exciting i'm ecstatic for this telescope to reach its orbit destination. Webb will orbit around the second Lagrange, or the L2 point, which is about 1 million miles or 1.5 million kilometers away from Earth, and it will, and it takes, you know, about a month to travel this distance. After reaching its orbit, Webb undergoes science and calibration testing, then regular science operations and images will begin to arrive approximately six months after launch. So if this bad boy does finally launch in late December of 2021, we still won't get any results until as early as like June 2022. But um, that six-month waiting period is nothing compared to the 25 years of development. Like I said, I am ecstatic. When these huge discoveries about the cosmos are made, I am transported from my day-to-day -day life and my mind soars among the stars. When we as humans make these discoveries, I feel less like a passenger on Earth and more like a crewman alongside 7 billion of my fellow crewmates. It truly is a unifying feeling that makes me proud to be human, and I can't wait. And that's why I wanted to share it with you on this episode. Thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers. Tune in next week. I hope you enjoyed this one, and I hope you enjoy next week's too. Check you later.